right great are you Lord we will pour out our praise to you Lord we will give you worship we will give you thanks for everything that you have given us and continue to give us every single second of every single day I mean if you are even alive to comprehend what I'm saying that's God's breath in your lungs it says it in the Bible He formed Adam out of the clay and the dirt and breathed life into his lungs. And that's what happens to you, ladies and gentlemen, and me and everybody else every time we take a breath. And remember, Y-H-W-H. I want you to say Y-H with an inhale and a whisper and W-H with an exhale and a whisper. Yeah. Every time you breathe, you speak the Lord's name. Truly incredible. Thank you for being here on this beautiful Thursday morning, September 7th, my brother's birthday. And I didn't even remember it until I just said it. So everybody, please give a big shout out to my brother, Nicholas, for his birthday. And, uh... Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, what a great what a great day today. I titled today's show Purpose of Prayer. Now, some of you might be getting up 6 a.m. to watch this show. That's dedication. We also have people watching from abroad. We have people watching from the Philippines. We have people watching from Australia. So if you're up early or if it's another day or whatever, I want to say thank you very much because... Nothing can stop me from running to the word of God. Nothing. You couldn't put a mountain the size of Mount Everest in my way and have that deter me from getting to my Lord and Savior and the word of God. Every morning we are blessed to be here. And I am so happy. I am so happy. I'm watching from my New York basement, says Cross Member. That's, you know what? That's amazing. God bless you. And make sure you stay tuned to the 11 o'clock show today because we're going to be talking quite a bit about New York. Look at that. Larry says, I get up to watch and it's 6 a.m. Larry, I know you've got a lot of issues in your marriage and other things like that, but Mount Everest couldn't stop you from getting here, my brother. Shivi says, 6 a.m. Mount Everest couldn't stop you from getting here, my sister. Sonia says, 6 a.m., Mount Everest can't stop you from getting to the Word of God, and I am so incredibly happy to be here with you. Now, I titled today's show, Purpose of Prayer. Now, if I were to ask each and every one of you in the chat what you think the purpose of prayer is, I have a feeling that I would get a lot of different answers, and none of them would be wrong. But we're going to dive into the real purpose of prayer today. And that purpose, are you ready? Are you ready? You can say to be in communication with God. You can say to do as God commanded. You could say to a thousand things. But the purpose of prayer is to get to know God. Not for him to get to know you. He already knows everything you, he needs to know about you. It's to get to know God. It's to get into a deeper relationship to know him and his ways and his will and his love for you. That is the entire purpose of prayer. To get into a closer relationship with the father who created you. And everything else from that falls like dominoes. It's just relationship. And that is why we Christians say Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. And once you accept Jesus Christ into your life, none of these man-made rules or institutional rules ever matter anymore. That old law is dead. And anything added or subtracted to old law or new law is also dead. We find our perfect rest and our perfect peace In Jesus Christ, because the work has already been done. Now, can I get an amen from the thousand people that are watching here? It'd be really nice if everybody that was watching also 
signed up for a Rumble profile so we could get a thousand people to also give a thumbs up. That would be great as well. Purpose of prayer. Let me read for you the description. And by the way, when you scroll down to the description section of this video, whether you're watching on the app, whether you're watching on the, um, on the, the laptop or the iPad or iPod, whatever it is, if you click show more, not only will you see the rest of the description, but you'll also see all of our sponsors in there as well. And we have conveniently put the links in there for you. Today, we're going to talk about why we have prayer and what the true purpose of it is. There's confusion about this when you ask people. And the fact of the matter is that nobody's answer is wrong, but there is a true purpose to it. So let's discuss that and more today on this Godcast. Please join with me in our Lord and Savior Jesus' name so that we can go to our Father through Jesus because he says it's the only way. And let's go to the Lord in prayer now. Our Father in heaven. What a miracle it is that we actually get to do this day in and day out. The sun sets on these days, and tomorrow we, we wake up and we get to do another Godcast, fellowship, congregation, all of us from all over the country, all over the world, coming together to give you praise, to give you thankfulness, to give you, I mean, thanksgiving, and to give you all the worship for everything you've given us. What a miracle this is. Out of the vast universe, we get to be here doing this. I say that's a miracle, and for that, I thank you. And Lord, today, we want to really dive into the purpose of our prayers and how we understand that that means to just be in a closer relationship with you, whether it be through asking for blessings or to ask to restore health or to just pray that opportunities come in in our way throughout the day that we can show your love rather than just continue to Consume it. Miracles. And for that, we thank you. We thank you for the fact that we can even have a relationship with you when we were so severed by what Adam and Eve did so far, so long ago. And Lord, we don't fault them and we're not mad at them, the mother and the father that we all share. Second to you, of course. Because all things happen for a reason, and by your will. And for that, Lord, we thank you. Be with us today. Dwell with us today. And if anybody is out there that really, really, really needs to hear from you today, I would ask that you reach out to them and let them feel what I get to feel every single day with you, which is nothing but love, unconditional love. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that and give you all the praise. Amen. Somebody put Luke 8.17. Funny you say that because I have, the, I have a, uh, a book of Luke that I'm reading right now that my wonderful, loving friend in Wisconsin, Rosa, sent, as well as some others. And I am getting closer and closer to the Word of God. I'm getting closer and closer to the authors uh, that were inspired to write the Word of God. And I'm getting closer and closer to the people that got to spend time with Jesus. It really is wonderful. Thank you, Susie. God bless you. Angel Fit, thank you. T. Mitchell is saying amen. CQ is in the building. Jelly is here. Cat 352. Kittenhead. Dottie is here. I love I love that name, Dottie. Annie, get your guns. M.W. Stutler. Gia 10908. Moose for Trump. It's really nice to see you guys all here this morning. It really is, as it is every morning. Now, what I want to get to right now is a video that I've bookmarked. You know how I bookmark videos, right? I want to get to a video, but before we do, I want to pull up. And I want to start doing this as well, folks. I think this is very helpful for what we're trying to accomplish here. The verse of the day today, and I didn't send out a newsletter, and I apologize. We've got got some major changes going on here at LFA TV, which requires us to uh, work a little bit longer during these days for the next... uh, Six weeks or so, but, uh, so I apologize, but I do want to get this on the screen. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be reading from uh, James, the book of James again, James 4, 
And we're going to read all the way from James 4.1 through James 4.10. So if you have your Bibles, feel free to open them up. But I'm going to pop it on the screen here for you. Pride promotes strife. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. Now, basically what that's saying is you are not relying on God to supply and give you everything that you need. You are very Luciferian. You think that you can be the conquerors and the, and the end-all be-all when really you are nothing but a creature from the dirt who's not even giving God his due respect. Let's bring this back on. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, wrongly, non-righteously, according to not his will. Is That's just me throwing that in there for you. That you may send it, spend it on your pleasures, adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that scripture says in vain, quote, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy turned to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. But I want to go back to verse 8 there. Look at verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Prayer. Prayer. The purpose of prayer draws you nearer to God. The purpose of prayer gets you closer in a relationship with God. Now, you guys, most of you are married or have been married. Hopefully you're still married. You guys know that that relationship that you formed with your husband or your wife was formed because you actually spent time trying to get to know each other. You actually spent time finding out everything that there is to know about one another. Your likes, your dislikes, your loves, your pleasures, your desires, your love for God. Maybe you didn't have a love for God at one time. Maybe you grew together in Christianity. How you grew up. What's your favorite color? Who's your favorite actor? Who's your, what's your favorite music? What's your favorite song? What's your, you know, all this stuff you get to know somebody. Well, how do you think you get to know your creator? The same exact way. The same exact way. You get to know your creator, your father in heaven, God of lights, God of everything, by spending time with him and getting to know him. But a lot of people will say, I don't know how to communicate yet. I don't have this ability to literally hear God's words because I'm still failing at listening with my ears when I should be listening with my heart. You have to understand that listening for God to talk back with you and have a relationship with God is not through your ears like it is here on earth. It is through your heart and it is through consumption of the word in the B-I-B-L-E. God inspired people to write down the messages and the conversations that he wanted to have 
with each and every one of us, that means you that's watching right now, through his word. That's why this is a living, breathing document. And that is why throughout history, year after year, this has never been able to be wiped out of existence. And it continues to be the best-selling book year after year of all time. Breaking records decade after decade. Why? Because it's real. It is a current love letter from God to you. And it's not only a one-way one uh, love letter. It's not only a one-off and done. It's a continuing letter. You have questions. You write down your questions. Preferably, you write down your questions in the forms of prayers. You bring them to God. God answers you through the word of the Bible. So if you want to know how to communicate with God so that you can get in a closer relationship with him, so that you can do what verse seven, 8 says and draw nearer to God and he'll draw nearer to you, that's how you communicate. Your questions, your, your dialogue to him is through prayer. His dialogue back to you is through the word of God. It's that, it's that easy. And then you know what happens after that? Then you start becoming very, very close with your Holy Spirit. Because you have to understand, the Holy Spirit in you is basically like your translator. So when you're praying to God in Jesus' name through the Holy Spirit, God can then speak back to you through the Holy Spirit because you've already consumed the Word of God. That doesn't mean you stop consuming the Word of God because every time you go to the Word of God, because of current life changes, circumstances, situations, the answer is in here. His discussion, his dialogue back to you is in here throughout time. But what I'm saying is, is that you'll get so close to God at some point that you'll be able to talk with him through the Holy Spirit, not necessarily having to go to the word. So you'll have two resources. You'll have the Holy Spirit and you'll always have the word of God to verify that the conversation and the dialogue that you're having with God through the Holy Spirit is valid. See what I'm saying? It's incredible. It's really incredible. And that is why I can tell you, I know God. I spend time with my father. I could spend more time with him. He knows that. I know that. You guys know that you could probably spend more time with him as well. I spend more time a day getting ready for and completing my job than I do with God. And God is infinitely more (laughs) important than any of this. So yes, we could all spend more time with God. Always, always. (laughs) Prayer is how you get closer to your creator. Now, I have a great video that explains this as well. And that's what I love about the internet. A lot of people, you know, hate the internet. I think the internet is great for a lot of reasons. One of, the, one of those reasons is to help spread the message, right? Let's bring this up on the screen here. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. Purpose of prayer... It's not to get God to do what we want. The purpose of prayer is relational. It's to get to know God. It's to know him intimately so that we can do his will. And what I've found in my own life, if nothing else, and there's always something else that's good, but if there was nothing else, we're nothing else. Prayer, it reminds me all the time I am not in control. Yep. And it keeps me close to the one who is. The purpose is to know him and to do his will. Wow. Wow. You know, and and, and I love what he said there too when he said, every time I pray, I'm reminding myself that I'm not in control. Well, the very act that you, the very act of you praying by default, lets you know that you are not in control. Just by saying, Father God. That right there lets you know, I'm not in control. And that is what we, the people that start wars, that desire wars, like verse 4, 1 through 10 told told us in James, 
It's because they feel in control. People that start wars, go to wars, want war, desire war, so they can have more stuff, they can, have, they can conquer more and, and be in control of more stuff. They feel they're in control of their own destinies. They could not be further from the truth. They're lost. They're sheep astray. Now, I saw another video that I really think you should see. And this one, ladies and gentlemen, talks about how God does not love a future you. And as soon as I heard those words, God does not love a future you. God does not love the Christian that you're going to become. God loves you now. Who you are right now. And I'm sorry, but as I said that, I just became super humbled because I realized as far as I've gone on my journey with Jesus, I'm still so far away from the person that I want to be in Christ's name for my creator, but he still loves me. I I just realized saying that out loud how much I don't deserve it still even though I've been working so hard to be in a closer relationship with him. And I just realized how much I don't deserve it still. (sighs) Talk about hitting, hitting with the humbled stick real quick. Wow. Sorry about that. Sometimes it hits you like a wave and you're like, whoa. Check this out. This is amazing. This this video. He's not in love with a future version of you. He's not in love with a future version of you. He's not in love with a more Christian version of you. He's not more in love with a more cleaned up, you know, a, a version of you that doesn't quite cuss as much. Okay, he's in love with the you you are right now. And I'm here to tell you, as we let him into the to, to the you you are right now, all of a sudden he meets you right there. But guess what? He doesn't leave you there. God's love, God's grace, it begins to carve a new path and it's not up for you to plot it. It's up for you to just trust it and allow that love, allow the love that loved you before you ever even knew it was after you to just take you and sweep you away and lead you into the life it created you to live. God is not in love with a future version of you. What a message. And you could see that that young man, God bless the youngsters, man. You could see that that young man, that was passionate. He was speaking through the Holy Spirit, you could see he was about ready to cry. At one point, God told him, I'm not in love with a future version of you, man. You don't have to get to a certain point for me to love you. I love you right now. I want you now. I want to hug you now. I want you to realize that I have nothing but love for you now. Judgment isn't now. Judgment is later. Judgment is to come. I love you now. Come to me now, just the way you are. Cussing, come to me the way you are. Blasphemy, come to me the way you are. Sexual, uh, immoral thoughts, lustful thoughts, pornography, drug use, alcohol use, narcissistic, rude, Luciferian, Come to me now. I love you right now. That hit me this morning. That one hit me this morning. Really, really hard just live on <laughs> live on the show. And I think the reason why we shed tears over stuff like that is because you know how People that are not Christian think that we think we're perfect and better than them. But yet the closer we get to Jesus, the more we realize that we don't deserve any of it. 
and the more we feel like we're not better than anybody else. The more we get, the closer we get to Jesus, the bad we, the worse we actually realize we really are as humans in this flesh. I think that's what it is. I think the closer I get to him, the more I realize how much I don't deserve any of it. And a non-Christian will be like, oh, pity party. No, that's nothing to do with a pity party. I'm actually happy that I realize I don't deserve any of it. It actually makes me smile to realize how worthless I am in the flesh. But with Jesus, I am made perfect and righteous and right. I think that's why. Majorva hit the nail on the head. Greater is he who is in me than he who is living in the world. And that's a great song too. You've heard the song, right? Greater is he who is living within me than he who is living in the world, in the world. Right? What a great song. I pray that God's message is getting through to you folks this morning like it's getting through to me. I really do. I pray that you needed this today like I did. I really do. Now, I have one more video to show you here. What real faith looks like. We know what prayer is now. Prayer is your tool that you have at your disposal to be closer to our Father God in heaven. Right? But what is faith? Well, faith is believing and not seeing, right? Believing without having to see. And I found a beautiful representation of what faith really looks like. Pop this on the screen. faith looks like folks you can clearly see that there's no rung above the rung that he just grabbed but that didn't stop him from reaching for the next rung why would you reach for something that's not physically there faith Why would you put your trust in reaching up and grabbing absolutely nothing and losing your balance and falling? Faith. The ultimate trust. And again, go back to what we used to do when we were kids. Do it. If you if you feel like you have not you don't have the ability to let things go and to trust and have faith again, do a trust fall with somebody that can lift that can hold you up. That's what faith looks like. Grabbing for the next rung of the ladder and stepping up regardless of what is there because you know God's got you. Amen? I, uh, I want to go to the Rumble chat before we switch gears here. I want to see what the wonderful LFA family is talking about here. Here we go. God can let you see things others cannot see. Amen. Reach up. God is always there. Climbing the ladder through faith. Almighty Jesus, thank you. Amen. Dimples says, yes, Amanda, it's discernment. And that comes from God. That's another great gift from God. God loves you, Shishu. Read as many verses as you can about God's love, his promises. It looks like Shishu needed this show today. And that's why we're here. 
That's exactly why we're here. We're here for each other. We're here for each other in the name of God to worship God. Faith over fear. Jeremy, my daughter finally made a Rumble account specifically for Rise Up, says Kalia. Amen. You are not going to fall with God. Amazing. Cassie, little David's mom. Cassie, it was great to meet you, by the way, in um, Erie, Pennsylvania. And great to meet your little son and your wonderful mother and your family. CQ says, prayer is powerful. God pulled my husband and I through everything these last few years, says F. Graves. Ray Friesen hitting with some knowledge there. If God seems far away, who moved? (laughs) Amen. One minute prayer for dads. And by the way, Ontario, I got the numbers yesterday of all the people that is that are close to Ontario that are going there. As soon as I get done my 11 o'clock show today, I will uh, call and reach out uh, to those who, who, who are going there or who are making plans to go there. Um, like I said, we were literally uh, under the gun yesterday. We didn't even have five seconds to do anything else other than we're going through a lot of changes here. So it's hard to just jump on something right away. But I know somebody said they were going there today. Uh, so I want to make sure we get on top of that. But. We'll let you know how that progresses because we're going to give them some slurp fund. John 13, 1. Everybody wants to open their Bible. John 13, 1. As they are. Just like that video just we just watched. God doesn't love a future you. He loves you now. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end becoming a father is one of the major thrills in a man's life I know it was mine sometimes God surprises us with children who aren't what we expected we're quiet and they're loud or we're loud and they're quiet we love sports and they want piano lessons the challenge for every dad is to perceive that God makes no mistakes in assigning children to fathers. You are your children's dad. By divine arrangement, believe that and love all your children as the individuals they are. God, I am an imperfect man. I make mistakes. Sometimes I sin. Sometimes I'm just not the kind of man or dad that I need to be. But even then, you love me. Lord, likewise, I pray I can accept my kids just as they are with no strings, no matter how different they are from me, I will love them. I will see them as your perfect gift to me. No other kids will do. Just these. These wonderful kids that you've entrusted to me. Today, especially, help me realize the gravity of your divine assignment to be a father to these, my kids. Before I met my wife, Sabrina, I never wanted to get married. I was that young, cocky, marriage is just a piece of paper. You mean to tell me that if I go say I do, then I'm going to feel any different the next day than I did the day before? Yes, you do. I never understood the sanctity of marriage. 
They never understood the vast love from, that you experience in God when you become one flesh with someone. I also never wanted children before, even before the marriage. When I, grew, when I was growing up, even in my young adult years, I never wanted children. Not because I didn't want children, because it all came down to the, I don't deserve to have them because I'm probably going to screw them up the way my parents screwed me up anyway. So why even bring them into this world? So, <laughs> boy, was I wrong on marriage. And boy, was I wrong on bringing children into this world. Because outside of being born again on the side of an interstate, best moments of my life, best decisions I ever made, worst decision I ever made, Being part of a decision to kill a baby. Worst decision I ever made. And at the time, I thought it was the right decision. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I shake when I think about that. I really do. Because I am a murderer. So if you think you're bad... I killed a a, a child. And God still loves me. Imagine that. How's that even possible? Remember yesterday when we were talking about givers and takers? And I said God is such a huge giver that if you broke into his house and raped and murdered his wife, he would still love you. He'd forgive you and get and he would still give to you. I decided to kill one of his children that he entrusted to me. And yes, I've been forgiven. And I've God's forgiven me. I've forgiven myself. I don't feel the way I used to, especially now throughout the last, you know, year. But I still killed one of his children and he still loves me. That's the kind of That's the kind of give and love. Now, me and Honey701, why'd you have to go and say that? (laughs) Why did you have to go and say that? (laughs) You said your baby's waiting for you in heaven. Proverbs 2024, walking with God. You want to be in a better relationship with him, right? That's what the whole show is about, right? The Lord directs your steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? (laughs) He's so amazing. I'm reading your comments here because so many people have admitted things they probably never would have admitted without this show. And that's another reason we give thanks to God. You guys are a great group of people. You really are. Proverbs 2024. Walking in the spirit is like being a football running back. We've talked about this before, right? There's an overall play to direct you, but the real yardage is gained by dashing through the open spaces. The Spirit of God shows us those spaces. Some look like 350-pound obstacles to us, but not to God. He sees the block coming. Our job is simply to put our weight into it and go. This is where we often miss God and find ourselves stuck in the middle of middle row of religion. Didn't Jesus say, quote, I 
only do what I see my father doing? Wasn't it Jesus who urged his followers to wait for the Holy Spirit who will guide you into all things? Jesus isn't looking for faithful churchgoers. He's looking for copycats. He wants folks like you and me who will simply just do what our father is doing, just like he did, without hesitation, without any pushback. His father even sent him to die, and he asked him to take it away from him, and he said no, and he still did what his father does. Mazzy, pause. I'm not, Satan, Satan has nothing to do with that decision, you know, like hurting me anymore about that. I'm not hurt about that anymore. I'm, I'm just sad. I, I, I cry, uh, not because of sadness of what I did, but because of the fact of what I did, God still loves me. That makes any sense. I know that's hard to explain to a lot of people, but when you see me cry about that today, about the abortion or anything like that, it's not because I feel bad anymore or I feel sad that I did it or I feel like I, I, I need to re, uh, you know, repent more than I already have. It's because I did it and he still loves me. That's why I cry. It's because I disappointed him so badly and he still loves me. So trust me, Satan has no grip over me over that decision that I made anymore. But I do feel... Terrible that I did that and he still loves me. I guess that's, the, that's, guess that's what makes me feel that way. Now, we have about 10 minutes left here, so. I'm telling you, we got it. I'm telling you, we need a Kleenex or a Puffs sponsor for this show. We need it. Definitely. Prayer. Psalm 55, 17. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. As Sherling says, my son has a baby in heaven too. You're right, Kalia. It was up to the mom. But a, but a man has such influence over a lot of women in that situation and I'll take just as, I'll take just as much to blame in that Psalm 102:17 He will respond to the prayer of the destitute He will not despise their pleas Prayer should be a precious thing since it's communication with our Lord But how often do we skimp on prayer I know I do. I know I do. Sometimes I feel like I pray too quickly. Like I'm not, I don't settle myself into a heavenly rest and pray as much as I need to. Pushing it out of our busy lives. Prayerless Christians become weak. Helpless believers. Wow. But with prayer, we can move mountains. I did not even, I didn't read that before I was talking about Mount Everest earlier. Thank you, God. Lord, sometimes prayer is a last resort that I try to live life on my own power. Renew my prayer life today. Amen. Prayer, prayer, and more prayer. That's the answer to everything. To everything. L. Jacobs, I'm going to give you a call after the 11 o'clock show, okay? I have your number, and I'm going to give you a call. I wanted to get through a lot of the books today. I really wanted to. I, I, we've been focusing so much on stories and and just talking and dialogue and, and, and beliefs. And we've really kind of strayed away from the books. And I really wanted to spend today getting back to the books. Freedom Express Media says, we love you, Jeremy. I can't wait to meet you again someday. You with God have touched so many lives. Your rewards will be bountiful. 
They already are. They already are. Shivy 26 says, I needed this show. Thanks, God. Not me. I didn't do anything. And if I did do anything, it probably wasn't that good. <laughs> Word of God is that powerful. And if you think you're and if you think you're closer to God because of Rise Up, start going headfirst into the Bible and see how close you get. Jesus listens from the great Sarah Young. May God rest her soul now that she's at home with Jesus. Dimple says this hour goes by way too fast. And I've been sniffling all the whole time. September 7th. Oh, Lord, you are my lamp. You turn my darkness into light. You are both with me and within me. And you are the light of the world. Every day I encounter darkness in this world and in my own heart. But I take courage knowing that you have overcome the world. So instead of focusing on hurtful wrong things, I choose to focus on you, the brilliant overcomer. You have called me to walk with you along the way of peace. Yet so many distractions tug at my consciousness and I have a very real responsibilities in my life. Please help me turn away or turn my thoughts to you more and more. How? Prayer. Enjoying the peace of your presence in tough times as well as good times. I certainly cannot do this perfectly, but I can make progress little by little. As I direct my attention to you, Jesus, you push back the darkness with your invincible light. This is how you turn my darkness into light. Speaking of little by little, my daughter Lily, uh, you know they go to Christian school. And by the way, I want to thank uh, Trumpet Daily and Stephen Flurry. Um, they give us thousands of dollars that we then push on and give, uh, a, a kind of forward that sponsor money um, and right to the Christian school. And the Christian school just got a new building and they wouldn't have gotten that building without that monthly contribution. The bank needed that much more income and that's what pushed them over the edge. So I guess Rise Up is making such a big difference that Children for decades and decades will be able to learn the word of God in our community. And that school will grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'd like to thank Stephen Flurry and Trumpet Daily. And you guys should also uh, watch their programs here every night here at 9 p.m. And then everything they do on their, own, on their own as well. But my daughter sang a song during a concert last year that was like, you know, you got the little kids and they can't even speak right yet. So they're like, widow by widow. Inch by inch, the, the power of prayer. And I just, I just, every time I see little by little, I think about that. Her little, she was, she was in K4 at the time, kindergarten four. She, widow by widow, inch by inch. <laughs> I just, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to end the show if I could with beautiful prayer because we're getting close to the end. So let's go ahead and do that now. Lord and Heavenly Father, every day we get to do this show together, having fellowship, worshiping you, we become closer to you. We understand your desires for us and your will day in and day out better than we did the day before and for that we thank you. If anybody didn't get to watch this live, please let this video show up on their feed somewhere, some social media site. Because if it talks to all of us, then it can talk to all of them. And that's how we continue to spread the gospel, not gossip. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, we here on Rise Up pray and give all glory to you. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Farish comes up next, followed by Live from America. I want to thank you for being here today. I'm going to let you go out the same way I brought you in with some Great Are You, Lord, by Casting Crowns.
I want you to stay to the end. I want you to rumble to the end. I want you to share to the end. And then I'll see you on Sean's show next. Thank you for being here. All glory goes to God. And I'll see you at the 11 o'clock hour. I love you. See you later. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath. Church.